Often, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they have a dream, the dream of owning their own business. But of course, they have absolutely no idea where to begin. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, developed the six proven steps to success program to tap into her years of experience teaching Next Level for Entrepreneurs, a business planning class offered through the Nevada Small Business Development Center. The Six Proven Steps to Success program is about business development, yours. And because every client is so unique, it's completely tailored to where you are now and where you would like to go, based on a shared goal that we develop a plan that's been noodled through together. The goal is to identify the right actions that will produce the best results in the proper sequence. If you want more information on how you can work directly with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, please call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 and ask about the six proven steps to success program. Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker best-selling author and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. As an entrepreneur, what you don't know about money could be destroying your business from the inside out. From debt and cash flow management to controlling expenses to capitalization, every decision matters. For over 25 years, my guest, Jeff Howard, Chief Visioneering Officer, owner of Mastermind Mentor International, has helped entrepreneurs build and grow six to seven figure businesses while creating more time freedom and efficiency in the process. After many years of coaching and consulting with entrepreneurs, he's discovered there's always one common factor, understanding money, where you are now, where you want to be, and how to get there with both funding and revenue are vital strategies for the entrepreneur. With that, let me welcome Jeff Howard. So glad you're joining me today. Sherry, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this for a while now since we've been talking. We've known each other for years. It's been it's great to finally connect in a more formal way. Absolutely. So both of us, having worked with business owners for decades, have seen how many otherwise brilliantly talented entrepreneurs are overlooking key elements of their financial strategies if they have a strategy at all. Your comments. <laughs> well, Here's the bottom line. Uh, I think that you know our educational system is really designed not to create free-thinking individuals. It's certainly not designed to show people how fi the financial system works. I mean, most of us graduate high school without knowing how to balance a checkbook. Not that we mostly use checkbooks anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. And um, you know, we get stuffed into a system. About the time our minds are the most open to learning, we get shoved into an educational system that basically tells us to sit down and shut up and then spoon feed this information and facts that have not much bearing on your financial future, your financial success, or any type of success. So, and it doesn't teach you to think for yourself in any way. So the same thing is true of the financial education world or financial literacy. So you know, the bottom line is, like I said, there really isn't any. So you've worked with entrepreneurs yourself, Sherry, and you know, for a long, long time as I have. And um, you know, I've worked with people 
like MBAs, for example, who understand certain things about money, like accounting principles, or they can, they can value a company. But when it comes to some very core concepts around money, like compound interest, rule of 72, time value of money, cash flow, debt management, they're basically lost. And it's not really their fault. It's just the nature of the educational system. But it gets worse than that. So, I mean, the conclusion that I've come to is that if you don't take control of your own financial education, you know, basically your financial literacy, as we like to refer to it, then by default, you end up getting trained by the exact system that's designed to profit on you the most for your entire life, which is the lending and financial system. I would agree. And what I always found fascinating is you talk to people as just individual and they struggle with debt, they don't understand money, and then now they're going to go out and they're going to launch a business. And I say, well, magically don't become brilliant or a genius (laughs) regarding your money if you don't have those habits. Mindset's kind of like in the wheelhouse where I started everything. First of all, you have to accept that there's things that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And when it comes to entrepreneurship and the financial side of entrepreneurship in particular, it's really important to have some basic things in place. And, you know, we could do probably a whole entire show on each one of those categories. But right now, like the biggest thing is, is have a clear understanding and also a belief, you know, a self-empowerment level of belief you know, paying off even personal debt. Entrepreneurs have a lot of personal debt right now. In fact, most people have a lot of personal debt right now. And, you know, they're in this perpetual cycle. So, and they're being fooled into believing that they're actually moving forward because what do the lenders do? You know, if you're getting your education from lenders, they're teaching you monthly payments and interest rates, but they're not teaching what the core actually is. It's there. It's in the fine print of your credit card statements. It's in the fine print of your mortgage. But if you don't read it, you're so, so excited to get access to those funds, you don't really think too much about it. So these are all core elements of what you need to understand kind of on a more you know, high-level thinking. But as far as the mindset, I think you have to have really a core belief that, in fact, these things are not that complicated if you take a little time to learn them. And a core belief that, in fact, you can maintain control or regain control of your own finances, your own financial freedom. I would agree. And I always found it interesting. You know, I taught business planning through the university for seven years and people would come to me and I'd say, you know, uh, what kind of money you want to make out of this business you want to start? Oh, we want to make millions. And then we'd work backwards and it would be like, so this is, Jeff, where you talk about having a real financial strategy is if you want to make a million or 10 million or 100 million, you got to work backwards to figure out what is that going to cost in equipment and personnel and supplies and rent and all these things? And people, it was just blow their mind because they never thought about any of that. I'm just going to start a business, hang my shingle, and guess what? The world is my oyster. Talk about really the importance because I know when you're building companies six to seven figures, you got to have some financial wherewithal of what the end result, that cost, is actually going to be to your dream. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but there's just a a couple of basic core concepts that have to be under control, cash flow and debt. Are, are really huge in terms of that overall picture. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you brought up, that you framed that whole thing the way you did, because when I started to focus more on just the financial side, it was about six, seven years ago, and, and it happened as a result of 
working with these entrepreneurs who, like we talked about, didn't really have much of a clue about money. So I would ask certain questions. And, you know, my, my wheelhouse was the startup entrepreneur to help them then grow in and scale into a six or seven figure business. So sometimes it was somebody who was working at a day job and trying to transition into their business full time or they had just transitioned in their business full time or, you know, they were they were kind of getting a little bit of traction, but they were ready to scale. And, you know, when I would ask them the same series of questions, like you just touched on it, you know, where are you at now with your revenue and where would you like to be, say, in a year's time? What I realized after a while is that people kept answering that question with the very same answer. And this is early stage development of, you know, launching businesses. And they would always say the same number every single time was $10,000 a month. And so I started asking them, well, why is $10,000 important? And they said, well, I don't know. It kind of sounds like a good number. It's, you know, gets me to six figures. You know, they didn't really have a, a reason or a basis for that number. So as we started working backwards, let's say it was somebody who was, you know, still working, but they had their side hustle and they were just about at a place where they could move into their business full time. Well, they would, you know, what they would tell me, okay, well, their expenses are this, if they knew, <laughs> which is another thing I spent a lot of time working with people on. And they're making XYZ dollars. Let's say somebody's making $4,000 a month at their job, but they want to be making $10,000. And that's what they feel like it's going to take in order for them to go full time in their business. And when I asked them why, they didn't have a good reason. And they actually didn't need to have that kind of revenue in order to go full-time in their business where they could have the opportunity to scale not only up to 10000 but 10000 and beyond. So that's where it really got clear to me that there's a big missing link when it comes to finance. And what I also saw happening over and over and over is that people were launching their businesses using credit cards, which is not such a bad thing. I mean, if you can use other people's money to generate cash flow, I would do that almost 100% of the time regardless of the cost, as long as you know how to pay off that debt in the most efficient way possible. Or people were taking out, say, you know, mortgage, uh, not second mortgage or, or taking out, you know, refinancing their mortgage to take cash out, for example, which is one of the reasons people are in this perpetual cycle. But they didn't have the plan on how to pay that down. So what I started bringing together is the plan of how to get the debt paid off, because I think at the core of the most important things that entrepreneurs and just, you know, general consumers need to understand it's that, that whole debt cycle, why they're paying so much in, in interest and how they can avoid that, pay off their debt that much faster and have access to more capital that way. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And so realistically, you know, when we talk about, you talk about mastering your money, it's really understanding both sides. It's great to go out and have revenue and all of that, but then you're going to always in business, you're always going to have debt. You're going to have that lease payment. You're going to have that rent payment. And when you grow and have employees, wow, now you really got a lot of other payments, right? So, exactly. so when you, yeah. you know, yeah, so mastering your money is, it's the whole picture. It is, 100%. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. The whole picture includes this real clear missing link of people not understanding how the whole debt system works. So can we just talk about, let's just talk about mortgages for a minute. That's a way that a lot of people finance their business is by taking out, you know, like refinancing or pulling cash out of, out of the equity of their home. Has that been your experience as well? Yes. Start a business mm -hmm. or scale a business? So the people that you work with, do you feel like they've understood what they just did? Uh, well, some do, of course, but many don't. Right. 
So, I mean, do you think, you know, we should talk about mortgages? Your overall view of, you know, people starting businesses, growing businesses, and, of course, staying in business. That's when it really gets hard. So when you're at six, seven figures of income doesn't mean it's all easy street. It gets harder. The more money you make, the harder it is. It really does come down to cash flow management and also, when you're talking about scaling, uh, there comes a time when most entrepreneurs are very good at what they do, and they have a hard time, myself included, a hard time letting go of some of what they consider to be the most important tasks. So at some point you know, in the scaling process, you've got to you know, bring on people to take care of the things that are not necessarily the most highly revenue-generating activities and focus on – you have to focus on the things that are, but let somebody else take care of the little day-to-day operations. A lot of solo entrepreneurs especially have a tendency to learn all the different tools and all the different tactics. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of coaches and online entrepreneurs, and, and that's kind of like the, the general category. But uh, you know, you, you get, we all get really good at using all these cool tools and then don't want to let go of those very time-consuming processes that then you know, allow us to do more of what brings in revenue. So that, I think you know that and the cash flow management and the debt management, you know, those things, when you get those things dialed in, that's where you have the ability to, to really run and scale. Awesome. I'm speaking with Jeff Howard. He is the owner of Mastermind Mentor International. We've got to go to break. We come back. I want to talk about what he talks about, how you can crush your debt. We'll be right back. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm a teacher here at Early Head Start and Head Start. I've lived here all my life and I love being a teacher. And I love working with my coworkers. My coworkers here are just like my family. I'm happy to be helping the youngest people in Northern Nevada. If you want to be a teacher here at Head Start, you can call us at 775-786-6023. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Having a great conversation with Jeff Howard. He's the chief visionary officer, owner of Mastermind Mentor International. Of course, we've been talking about something you need to understand when you go into business, or you are in business, or you even want to exit your business, and that's about the money. So, Jeff, we've been talking about the fact that, you know, People have to learn how to unleash their financial genius, right, in order to get to financial independence. So you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. You work with people growing and scaling into six, seven-figure companies. So let's talk about what that means to finally get to financial independence and what your strategies, solutions, and ideas are around that. The place to start, I think, with financial genius, you know, to unleash your financial genius is just core financial literacy. This is what I see on a daily basis. It's, it's about just this, the debt and the lack of clarity or understanding about how the financial system really works. Interest rates are increasing dramatically, and even people who are controlling their debt or trying to pay it off are starting to see credit card minimum payments are going up, balances are increasing, uh, and they're not even realizing exactly what's happening. So I think, you know, the biggest problem in finance for the average person, the average entrepreneur right now is just not having an understanding of how the system works, how their mortgage payments work. Most entrepreneurs have a mortgage. They may own the building that they're, that they're um, you know, working out of. They don't understand how revolving credit and how the interest rates play into their future and the power of compound interest, whether it's working for you or in the issue around like credit cards, et cetera, working against you. So, and, and most people don't have any idea how to pay off a substantial debt like a mortgage. 
And they just do whatever the bank tells them, which is basically the same thing I said earlier. If you're, if you're not taking control of your own financial literacy, you're getting trained by the system that's designed to profit on you. So they're just saying, make your payment, make your payment, make your payment, until, of course, the interest rates maybe go down a little bit. And then they try to convince you that it's time to refinance again, and you start that clock all over again. Yeah, should we be paying down our mortgages? Of course we should be, but most people aren't actually paying them down. I work with people all day long, and I ask them a question, how long have you had a mortgage? They say 30 years. Oh, cool. How long have you, do you have left on your mortgage? About 30 years. Well, why? Well, because they just refinance at that lower interest rate. Refinancing basically starts the whole interest clock all over again. Almost nobody's paying down their debt or their mortgages in the most efficient way. So, in other words, the path that saves them the most time in terms of payoff and the most money in interest payments. So, good news is we actually have a solution and a system for solving that problem. Let's just talk about mortgages as an example, because all debt sort of falls into this same conversation. But mortgages are pretty incredible the way they're structured. So, most people are paying two or three times what they owe in interest fees over the course of a loan. That's assuming they're actually paying off their original mortgage and not starting over with another refi. So here's what's happening, Sherry. But an amortized mortgage is basically front-loaded with mostly interest being paid for those first several years. You see, the banks are really good at two things for sure. They're good at a lot of things, but they're good at two things. One of them is knowing their numbers. The other is knowing their customers. And they know by looking at a mortgage payoff behavior pattern over the course of a long period of time, say the last 20, 30 years, they know statistically every five to seven years, you're either going to refinance your property or you're going to move. Now, it doesn't matter if you make a parallel move or an upgrade or a downgrade, because you don't get to just transfer your mortgage along with your new home. You have to sell your house, pay off the old mortgage, and then start off with a new mortgage all over again. If you understand what's happening behind the scenes, you, you, know, you would know why. But mostly, as I mentioned earlier, the majority of the general public is being trained in finance by the industry that wants them to not know the little details, mm-hmm. just interest rates and monthly payments. So why does that make a difference? Well, let's just take a quick look at an amortization schedule. And if anybody's listening and taking notes, this is a good time to jot a couple of things down. And by the way, this doesn't apply to just mortgages anymore. The auto industry and many others have adopted the same concept. Let's say you go out and get a $300,000 mortgage today at an interest rate of 5%, which is about roughly the best you're going to get with good credit right now. So that's going to give you a payment of about $16,010 per month. By the end of your first year, after you've made 12 payments of $16,010, you're only being credited $377 per month that's actually going towards your principal balance. But $1,233 is going just to interest. So when I say interest, think about, in quotes, profit to the bank. Interest is profit to the bank. Okay, so that's the reality of your 5% interest loan, but you're actually paying about 70% of your payment going toward interest, just interest, in that first year. And the interesting thing is it doesn't get much better over the next several years. Like I said, the the industry knows that you're going to either move or refinance every five to seven years on average. So let's fast forward to year seven. And um, So at the end of year seven, you've now jumped up to a whopping $509 of your $1610 per month that's going toward principal, but still $1,100, $1,101 to be exact, every month is going just to pay down the interest. In other words, profit to the bank. So that's still over 68% of your payment just going to interest after a full seven years, and that's on your quote-unquote 5% loan. But how much do you owe on that mortgage now? This is interesting. Most people don't even think about this. Surely we must be making some progress, right? We've been paying for seven years at sixteen ten a month on your $300,000 balance. You've paid $135,240 in total payments. But the reality is that you still owe $263,835.05. In other words, only about 36000 
of your hard-earned money that you've been paying every single month has actually been applied toward reducing your loan balance. The rest has all been interest payments, just under $100,000 in interest. And that's just in the first seven years. And I mean, we can pause here for a second if you want to comment, or I can take a deeper dive and talk about what happens when you refinance that debt at a lower interest rate. It doesn't get much better after that. Basically, let me just say, if you refinance that same debt, what you have left, $263,000, let's say $264,000. When you get to the seventh year on that debt, I'm just going to fast forward, you're still paying at the end of year seven, $557 of your, what would now be a $1,112 payment. That's all that's going toward principal, $557 that's going toward principal. So you're you know, barely at break even, 50-50, half interest, half principal. And you still owe $221,000 on that loan you've been paying off for 14 years. So you paid a total of $228,000 plus in payments on your original three hundred k loan. But after 14 years, you still owe $221,000. Does that sound like a good plan? No. <laughs> no, definitely not a good plan. So, I mean, the good news is I did a lot of study on this. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm a single dad. I'm, my youngest is in college now, but, you know, I raised, you know, four kids and um, supported two households in Northern California. That wasn't easy, but I knew with my youngest son going off to college, I needed to have a better strategy about my own debt. And, I, you know, I was on a track to have about 21 years to pay off my current debt based on the bank's plan. This was several years ago. And so I studied everything I could get my hands on, debt snowballs, debt avalanches, hybrid systems, using cash value, life insurance, banking structures, you know, everything I learned taught me that I could do it better than the bank had the bank's plan for me. So I built out a new plan, spreadsheet, payment schedule based on my cash flow, and I was able to cut that in half. And obviously, I was happy over the moon because that seemed really workable. But then one day, a friend of mine in the financial space introduced me to a program that was even better. It was actually more like a financial GPS system. And I plugged my exact same numbers into that system, cut my debt payoff in half down to 5.3 years. And now I'm down to 1.6 two years later, even though I have a little bit more debt because I got a kid in college and launched another business. But I'm making a little bit more money and I'm managing my cash flow better. So this tool gives me the ability now to do that. And I found the system so powerful that I adopted it as a fundamental tool to share with my clients because it's really a game changer for literally everything you do financially from paying off current debt to managing future debt to managing expenses, projecting investments and all at a glance in an easy to use system. So I partnered with the company, long story short, and you know I can walk my clients, your clients, your listeners through a complete debt analysis at no charge uh, to see if it's a system that would make sense for them. And then we can pinpoint exactly when you can celebrate being debt-free or how you can use that extra cash to launch your business or scale your business. Pretty amazing. Pretty simple to use as well. Yeah. So, Jeff, where would people go to find that information out to find you? Yeah. Well, there's lots of places to find me. I'm uh, on LinkedIn. I think you just pulled some information from me <laughs> from my LinkedIn. And uh, but I set up a little website just for your listeners. Uh, on my on my core website, it's Debt Zero Team. That's zero spelled out. So Debt Z E R O Team dot com forward slash Sherry C H E R I, and that will take you in there. Uh, just you know, give me some contact information. Then there's a short video, and then on that page, you'll be able to schedule a time on my calendar. We can go through a process and an analysis and see if this is something that's going to make sense for your clients and lots of things we can talk about from there. But like I said, this is a core fundamental concept that I really feel everyone should have in place. Um, really before they make any big moves in finance. 
Well, and of course, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we already see the signs of what's going on in the economy, and we already know that people, the one way to take advantage of any economy is you have to be debt-free or in a, a much better financial position to take advantage of any kind of opportunity that may show up. So that's really positive. Thank you, Jeff, for doing that. Debt-free is, oh, absolutely. Yeah, debt-free is, is ideal. But like I was saying before, debt, you know, debt isn't a bad thing. Right. Understanding debt is the, is the missing link for most people. Understanding why they're doing debt. You know, it's one thing to buy a big screen TV on, on a credit card. It's another thing altogether to, to use the bank's money to invest in a property that you're going to get a positive cash flow on. That's a completely different conversation. So this is going to help you to know exactly when you can do what with all of that and, you know, project into your future you know, whether you want to invest, whether you want to scale your business, whatever you want to do in the future, you'll be able to see just like a GPS. Just, you know, you're going to be able to throw those things in there that happen when life happens and it's going to tell you how to route around it. So it's a very cool tool and awesome. a very good place to start the conversation. Well, thank you. So I've been speaking with Jeff Howard. You want to go out to Debt Zero Team, zero spelled out, debtzeroteam.com forward slash Sherry, C H E R I. That will take you right to where you need to go. I, and I really appreciate you having me on today, Sherry. It was really great chatting with you. Always great to connect. Well, it is. Uh, we haven't connected in many years, so I'm glad we have reconnected. So thank you so you much too. for that. Yeah. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Tune in next week, same time. Same station for The Sherry Hill Show. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 This is Peter from Nevada Real Estate Radio. I talk about the subjects that help you as a home buyer, seller, or investor. Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursdays, 3 p.m. on 93.7 FM. Nevada Real Estate Radio.